The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by New Heights Ladders. Since 2017, we've been helping you with those hard-to-reach pipes, tiles, and briefcases. Climb like a pro and grab that frustratingly conceptual brass ring. New Heights Ladders. They're really tall. The Kayfabe Crunch, somebody has to stop the news. Good news. This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, April 28, 2020. I'm Zachary Zigzag. Coming up on this very regular edition, we have all the latest from Raw, and Chris Litmus recommends a classic match for you to watch at home. But first, on this day in grappling history, in 1995, WCW and New Japan co-promoted an event held in North Korea. It is regarded as the most attended event in professional wrestling history, and all without the sale of a single ticket. Amazing. With the health of the Supreme Leader currently in question, reports are emerging from North Korea that Kim Jong-un's disappearance is all in preparation for a 25th anniversary event, where he'll be the surprise tag team partner of... I don't know, The Undertaker? It just sounds like the sort of thing he'd do. We're excited to tell you that beginning in May, we'll be running live episodes once again. But there'll be no way for you to listen to these live versions. They're just between us and the wrestling gods. So I'm sorry, you'll have to make do with these pre-recorded podcast editions. And now, let's get to the chaotic contract news. Top story. Have a little faith. Jerry Lawler officiated the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Sources say King is moving away from commentary, likely due to the reopening of schools in the near future. McIntyre and Rollins came out to sign contracts, and Drew made the most heroic move in his career so far by telling Lawler to leave. The sensual Scotsman signed the contract immediately, insisting it could all be over in a couple of minutes if Seth wanted it to be. Drew, cheeky, a little foreplay if you don't mind. Rollins then insisted he didn't want any of this, that he has to be the one to take the title from McIntyre, as the WWE Universe really needs a leader at this time, as does around half of the countries in the world, but you don't hear them complaining, actually you do. Rollins claimed to have suffered for the title, and he doesn't want Drew to have to go through this too. The Messiah even promised to lead McIntyre as well, which is magnanimous if a little smug. McIntyre thanked Seth for his passionate speech, but quickly changed his tune and asked Seth where his followers are now. Rollins promised the big picture will be revealed at Money in the Bank, presumably in Vince McMahon's office, as I can imagine him having a big portrait of the big dog. Seth signed, the two men brawled, Murphy arrived, and was offered as a sacrificial lamb beneath the biting blades of a claymore kick. Now, during his speech, McIntyre said the word 
which marks the fifth time the word has been said on WWE television, which is disgraceful and total bullshit. You'll never catch the news saying as that would be shitting ridiculous. Hope you managed to censor all of those, JD. If not, you're sh canned. Now it's time for your fast count, the WLC of news. Monday Night Raw has become all about Zelina Vega's dominant set of heels. Did you see the size of those platforms? Wow. MVP reopens his VIP lounge. One source claims he was only able to do this due to a baller donation to a very specific re-election campaign. Liv Morgan admits to an extreme case of whiteness. I've had so many chapters and there's gonna continue to be so many more chapters of me. Jinder Mahal returns to Raw. As time passes, his status as modern-day Maharaja is being called into question. He was one in 2017, but how about 2020? As 2017 very much feels like the distant past. Nia Jax throws ladder around like it's Kyrie Sane. The Viking Raiders want the smoke. Unlike the Street Profits, it's less of a conceptual smoke and more of a very real Bernie sort of smoke. As long as they stick to the pillaging, that's fine by me. Angel Garza sets a date with Charlie Caruso. Premature pants ripping expected from at least one party. Ricochet has fully established his tag team with Cedric Alexander. So, two and onlys? Apollo Crews possibly out of money in the bank due to leg injury. He'll likely be replaced by the man who injured him, as is tradition. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Drinks are on the house, but not for you. And now it's time to hand things over to Chris Litmus, who I understand has been trawling the WWE network like a content-starved fisherman to find classic matches for you to enjoy at home. Money in the Bank 2011 is one of the most well-remembered pay-per-views in WWE history. Even me just naming this great show conjures up images of that classic championship match where the future of the entire WWE was on the line. This rivalry blurred the lines of reality to such an intense level, we all started to question the very fabric of professional wrestling. Brie Bella vs Kelly Kelly for the Divas Championship is possibly my favourite match of the Diva era. Or Dira. Dira. No, actually, not that. Hate that, cut that. Together, Let's explore what made this fight so great. I'm Chris Litmus, here with another classic match recommendation. Come inside my dusty ring. Chris Litmus, dusty ring, come inside, taste the history. The Divas era is regarded as the worst ever for women's wrestling. It wasn't so much the backwards representation that had been around since the Attitude Era, but the mere two minutes of showtime they were given each night. Better to have your tits out for ten minutes than for two, as my dear old nan always used to say. That's what's so special about this match. Brie Bella and champion Kelly Kelly fought for a full five minutes. During this time period, 
that was the equivalent of a Kenny Omega Broadway level bout. And yes, that is probably the first time you've heard Kelly Kelly and Kenny Omega mentioned in the same breath. But show some respect to the former Divas champion. If Kenny is so nice, why didn't they name him twice? Hmm? Think on that for a bit. Despite her best efforts, and more than adequate offence, Brie Bella came up short against the champ. Experts and wrestling historians say that if the Bellas had simply utilised twin magic, Brie could have walked out champion that night. Some, quite frankly, ruder wrestling historians just laughed at me for asking questions about this match. But that's why they're studying history, and I'm reporting it. Get back to your textbooks, nerds. Leave the news to the big boys. Oh man, that would have been a great line to use against them. I have to remember that for the next conference call. It isn't the wrestling itself that makes this match so important, but the impact it left on the history of WWE, professional wrestling, and dare I say it, the world? No, probably not the world, but definitely all of professional wrestling. Rumour has it that this loss was the final straw for the Bella Twins. On the night of Money in the Bank 2011, they went back to their hotel room, removed a championship belt someone had put in the mini-fridge for some reason, opened a bottle of the bubbly, and began to workshop the hit show Total Divas. You see, without Total Divas, we wouldn't have Total Bellas. And without Total Bellas, there wouldn't have been a platform for Brie Bella to inspire Daniel Bryan to return to the ring. Without these shows, John Cena and Nikki Bella would never have dated. And I... Excuse me. I just can't imagine living in a world where that never happened. So check out this classic match. And think about the importance of matches like this before you pass judgement. I'm Chris Litmus, wrestling journalist, and this has been My Dusty Ring. Oh, and CM Punk versus John Cena from that same show was alright, so watch that as well while you're at it if you want to. There's just time for a quick PSA, which, as a PSB for everything WWE, we take very S-E-R-I-O-U-S-L-Y. I don't understand acronyms. During this difficult time, please support your local out-of-work referees. With very few active wrestling companies in the world right now, so many referees have resorted to counting pinfalls in their own homes, at the local park, or even the grocery store. Obviously, we shouldn't blame them, as this is the natural instinct of officials the world over. But please, don't yell abuse when they start counting you out as you leave your home. Simply smile, nod, and understand you personally have more than 10 seconds to get to the pharmacy and back. Oh, and please donate your old black and white striped shirts. It genuinely helps. Thank you. Join us Saturday when we'll bring you all the latest from NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. And in the meantime, recommend this podcast to a fellow wrestling fan. Mention it's the only real news about the only real sport left standing. As surely that won't annoy your friends who are missing their beloved baseball. Which, by the way, we can exclusively reveal is a scripted sport. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news, bump for the world of professional wrestling. 
The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by New Heights Ladders. Climb to new heights with our premier 12-foot ladder. But don't just listen to us. One anonymous customer said, That's one of the biggest damn ladders I've ever seen. Not quite, but with our ladders, you'll feel taller than the great Kali. Riding on the shoulders of the big show, riding on the shoulders of Andre the Giant. Terrifying. The Kayfabe Crunch.